Welcome to IWG Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. Hey there, Dr. Nicole from Integrative Wellness Group in Belmar, New Jersey. Hi, Dr. Nick here. Clinical nutritionist, Brooke. I am Dr. Kyle. You are listening to IWG Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. Hey there, this is Dr. Nicole, and you are listening to another episode of IWG Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. So I'm really excited to be here with Dr. Kyle, who is the pediatric prenatal and pregnancy chiropractor here at IWG. And for those of you who don't know me, I am also the functional medicine practitioner here at Integrative Wellness Group. Uh, So we decided that we wanted to talk about a hot topic today, uh, which has to do with MTHFR, which we will go more in detail about but also just talking about general uh, recommendations for women that are trying to get pregnant as well as currently are pregnant and what is the best route to go for proper prenatal support, um, especially in the event that you do have the MTHFR gene mutation. So I want to introduce Dr. Kyle and let him tell you a little bit about what he does here at Integrative Wellness Group. Hello everybody, Dr. Kyle Klim here. Um, At Integrative Wellness Group, like Dr. Nicole said, I do specialize in pregnancy, prenatal, uh, and pediatric chiropractic care. But along with that, there's definitely some more that comes along with that. So a lot of times, parents come in and have lots of questions regarding, obviously, not only chiropractic, but what steps they need to take to make sure that their pregnancy uh, continues to go well. if they are not pregnant yet and are trying to become pregnant, what steps they should take as naturally and holistically as possible in order to make conception easier, and then how to maintain uh, a healthy pregnancy in order for labor and delivery, as well as the development of their baby to be as best as it possibly can. I think that's a really uh, important thing for people to understand as well is you know, we've all heard horror stories of, of women that have gone through a really troublesome pregnancy and then which led to also a, you know, birth that maybe had complications or wasn't necessarily um, as smooth as we hoped for. But, um, you know, then there's those other women that we hear about who had these amazing experiences throughout their entire pregnancy and then birth. So it's not kind of luck of the draw, and it's not necessarily just the card you've been dealt. There's usually some underlying reasoning behind maybe not having the best experience during your pregnancy. And, you know, this is why we wanted to actually touch on this subject, because something like uh, issues with methylation or even the, you know, not having the proper nutrition or proper support can definitely contribute to having lots of symptoms and symptoms even as common as morning sickness. I actually had a woman the other day, she was, well, can't you just expect to have morning sickness when you're pregnant? And I told her no, and she was really, really surprised. Um, But that is true, you know, there is definitely things that can contribute. As, as Dr. Nicole said, you know, pregnancy, labor, and delivery can be and should be um, a beautiful experience for, for you and your partner to, you know, bring in a, another beautiful life into the world. And if you go about things properly and plan accordingly before you try to start to conceive and do everything in the right way, 
pregnancy can be great and easy and fun and labor and delivery can be quick and easy as well. So all it takes is just a little extra work uh, in the beginning and it won't be, it won't be a, a big deal. So, uh, Dr. Carl, why don't you tell us a little bit about what are the top things that you are supporting women with? Like, what are the top things that women are coming in, you know, talking to you about or, or things that they are fearful of in the event of getting pregnant and, and some of the top symptoms that they're experiencing? Initially, when, when moms or, or if parents come together, um, if they are currently pregnant, their main concern is... Uh, the birth itself. They would like to have uh, as natural or holistic labor and delivery as possible, avoiding uh, interventions such as C-sections or difficult deliveries, in, you know, utilizing um, vacuum or forceps uh, deliveries. So helping them prepare the proper birth plan and what steps to take for the remainder of the pregnancy to make sure that that doesn't happen. Part of that, the main reason for a C-section is usually when, you know, baby isn't in the proper position. So utilizing a specific chiropractic technique called Webster technique helps allow for the pelvis to be in its proper position for the most amount of space for the baby to be in their best possible space for labor and delivery. But there are many, many things uh, that parents can do, whether it's nutrition, definitely proper movement and exercise throughout the pregnancy. I think we also sometimes have this cultural thing that uh, pregnancy involves a lot of bed rest and we can't do too much. And to a point, of course, you definitely need to rest a little bit, but the body needs motion, especially during pregnancy. And it can be something as simple as just going for a walk or really light yoga classes. There's now, you know, prenatal yoga classes that are, that are great. So, just being active, really thinking about proper nutrition and preparing for exactly the birth that you want to have so nothing comes as a surprise. You know, and I think that there's so many layers to it. There is the movement aspect, there is making sure that your body is in proper alignment, there is nutrition and you know, coming from, you know, my standpoint with, you know, doing functional medicine, there are some commonalities of uh, different types of deficiencies that I do see, especially in the event that somebody is either not getting pregnant or having trouble getting pregnant. And this is, uh, it, it kind of overlaps with the main things that end up being in a prenatal. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is there is some issues with some of the prescription prenatals in the sense that there are a lot more additives than we would expect. Um, in some prenatals that I've seen, I've seen chemicals like propylene glycol. I've seen different types of dyes like red dye. Um, I've seen blue dye. I've, I've even seen uh, traces of aluminum in some of them. And even others, I've seen traces of fluoride. So if you have been prescribed a prenatal, please Google it. Go online, check to see what the ingredients are. You might be surprised. Um, but some of the major things that you really need in the event you're trying to get pregnant as well as you are currently pregnant and you want to support that pregnancy is um, things like trace minerals, everything from your copper to your zinc to your calcium, your magnesium, your phosphorus. We need those essential minerals. Um, they are extremely important for hormone function, extremely important for brain function. Iron. Iron is huge. 
And, you know, one of the primary things that I see in women that are having trouble with infertility is they have an iron deficiency. So they always say your prenatal needs to have high amounts of iron in it because your iron is going to be taken by the baby. So if you don't have any, you don't have any to give. So that is going to be a limitation with your pregnancy. So iron is an extremely important part. I honestly prefer using um, iron in a whole food supplement so that it is easy, more easily um, digested and more bioavailable. Um, or eating something like liver, which is not always what people want to do. <laughs> um, the uh, Some of the other things are B vitamins. B vitamins are extremely important. One of the biggest issues why we are all in B vitamin crisis is because we have so many different things in our foods, including uh, a chemical called glycophosphates, which is known to be in genetically modified foods. And this is blocking our B vitamin absorption which is leading us to be B vitamin deficient. So B vitamins are extremely important, and of course getting the proper types, which we're gonna elaborate more on when we talk about MTHFR and methylation. Um, and then also uh, different types of genetic markers. So looking to see if you do have the MTHFR gene mutation. And another really important one, especially in the event that you want to avoid uh, morning sickness is the PEMT gene. Um, and that specific pathway has to do with choline uptake. If you have a choline deficiency, you will have morning sickness. So for those of you who are struggling or have struggled, it is somewhat of a easy solution. If you're experiencing morning sickness, you really want to try um, a good quality choline supplement, uh, also known as phosphatidylcholine, and see if that resolves your, your morning sickness because it's a very important part of the puzzle. So before we get into MTHFR and explain a little bit more about what it is, um, let's talk about the effects that having either the MTHFR gene mutation or issues with methylation in general, what does that look like in pregnant women and then leading into obviously the child being born? Sure, so if you are someone who is positive for the MTHFR uh, gene mutation, um, one of the things that it uh, doesn't allow your body to do is properly process um, your, your folic acid. Now, we all know and we've all been told that folic acid is very, very important when it comes to pregnancy and the development of your baby. Um, so we do need this uh, in order for um, proper development of brain, spinal cord, uh, bone formation uh, as the baby is growing um, prenatally. Now, if you are positive and you are not properly, um, you know, physiologically creating folic acid from folate, um, it's free floating uh, into uh, in, in the in the body. You're not absorbing it. You're not utilizing it. It's not doing anything for you, and it's also not doing anything for the baby. If anything, it's actually creating inflammation because exactly. of the higher levels of homocysteine. Exactly. So um, what that can what that can look like uh, on my end, uh, say when when baby does get delivered. Uh, what are called neural tube defects. Uh, and what that means are incomplete uh, development of the brain, spinal cord, and some of the bones in the head or face. Um, also, 
what are called uh, midline defects, whether it's a spina bifida, which is an incomplete closure of some of the vertebrae uh, in the spine, which allow for the spinal cord to be exposed, um, tongue tie and lip tie, as well as some cleft palate uh, type presentations. Uh, so some of these things are relatively common, but if this is something that we can know about prior to conception uh, or early on in the pregnancy, this is something that we can definitely um, help with and it is something that's, that's easy to find out and important to know. And I think that's really important talking about these midline defects because you know, we are a facility that actually works with the lactation department of one of the local hospitals and we were having a lot of referrals because they wanted to avoid surgery for these um, tongue ties and lip ties. And for those of you that don't understand what that is, it's pretty much the shortening of the skin in between the uh, gums and the lip or the base of the mouth and the tongue. So these are babies that are having a lot of issues with latching. They're having a lot of issues with breastfeeding. So this is becoming more and more common and they are referring to our facility for craniosacral work to see if that is going to improve some of the cranial nerve function um, in order to prevent the surgery. But at the same time, this is something that could have been avoided knowing if the mother had issues with methylation in the first place. So, and some of the things that I personally see in my functional medicine practice later on in life is we're talking about midline. What is the primary organ that is in the midline? And that's your thyroid. Um, you know, later down the line, testing women for methylation issues, because genetic testing is a pretty common thing that I do, I end up seeing women who have had literally 10% of their methylation working. So that means 90% of methylation does not work in their body. And these are women that have had either thyroid cancer or they had a thyroidectomy, they had their thyroid removed um, because of other types of pathology. And I find it to be a very interesting correlation, um, you know, again, because that organ is on the midline. So another thing that I always tell my clients, so if we test you, and primarily you can go one of two ways to test for MTHFR. You can test it in the blood. You have to be very careful to make sure insurance will cover it. Otherwise, it is a $550 um cost out of pocket if they don't uh, have, if they don't feel you have sufficient reasoning to test it. Um, the other way to go is you can do a saliva test, which is done by a company called 23andMe, and they will actually give you all of your raw genetic data, and then you'll be able to work with a functional medicine doctor to interpret it because it is very confusing. Um, but depending on the type of mutation, you could have a decrease in methylation by 15%, you can have a decrease in methylation by up to 90%. So these are the situations where you're going to see a lot more of those midline issues. Um, but if you were a person who, say, had 50% of or more of your methylation not working, you need to be very, very, very cautious of synthetic folic acid. So synthetic folic acid is the primary thing in most of the prenatals out there. And it's also in some of our breads, pastas, and other types of processed foods because you know they add in the synthetic folic acid in the process of enriching or fortifying foods. 
So if you're the person who does not have proper methylation by 50% or more, and you consume a bunch of processed foods, carbohydrates, breads, pastas, and you get all of this folic acid built up in your body, which like Dr. Kyle said, that folic acid is not being converted into methylated folic acid. So now you have this unusable folic acid, which is now building, 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 and creating massive amounts of inflammation in the body. And inflammation is like swelling. It's, it's literally swelling that can happen around the organs and create a lot of problems. It can raise your blood pressure, it can create headaches, it can create muscle aches, pain, it can create all of those things. So in the event of getting pregnant, being pregnant, test, get tested for this MTHFR because it is extremely important and it could really impact your pregnancy and it can impact um, your child's health um, in a very positive way if you take the right supplements for it. Um, you know, and supplementation wise, you want to be cautious of these prenatals that are all in one combination pills because again, they're probably not containing the methylated form of the folic acid, which is the type that you need. So, and that's why it's called MTHFR um, because it is methyl tetrahydrofolate. So that's what you're gonna see when you buy these methylated supplements is it's on the back of the bottle, it's actually gonna say 5-MTHF. And that is the specific type of folic acid that you wanna take in the event that you are dealing uh, with this type of mutation with the MTHFR. Uh, one of the things I'd also like to mention as Dr. Nicole was talking about supplementation and, and prenatals and uh, vitamin and mineral deficiencies is um, we also have to think about how long we've been on um, oral contraceptives and birth control. Um, we see ladies here all the time. I mean, think about it. How many people do you know that's been on birth control for 5, 10, 15 years? Now, these, these types of, of pills, the pill, if you will, um, can lead to many deficiencies. And these deficiencies that then happen can cause issues with conception. So being aware of this and, again, planning accordingly, if you are that, you know, that person that's been on birth control for a long time and you're, okay, you got off it and then, you know, immediately you're trying to conceive, you know, it's going to take a while for a lot of things to balance out. And that may be another issue that you may um, have some questions about or may need some help with. Um, and that's something we definitely see a lot of. Well, uh, birth control is a folic acid blocking drug. So you coming off of the birth control pill are going to be extremely deficient in folic acid. So you definitely need to amp up your folic acid intake, you know, dietary wise as well as supplement wise. But again, the last thing that you want to be doing is taking the wrong type of folic acid for your body. And um, it ends up, you know, not necessarily serving you or, or replenishing you. So definitely, I think that's an amazing point that you made because it's very, very important. And even for more information on that, there's a previous podcast with Dr. Nicole and Brooke uh, about birth control and, and just what we spoke about. Definitely. Um, so kind of just to wrap up and, and sum things up for you guys, I know there was a lot of information that we threw at you, but really the best thing to do is really start with the right testing. And uh, you can definitely get a lot of information about your genetic makeup, you know, going back to the MTHFR and going back to the PEMT, which has to do with the choline deficiency, which can be creating morning sickness. 
Um, those can be done through that 23andMe test. Um, again, genes are not easy to interpret, so you're going to want to work with a functional medicine practitioner to interpret that for you, unless your OBGYN um, has the capabilities of doing that. And then you also want to make sure that you are looking at the possibility of any other deficiencies in the B vitamin world as well as in the mineral world and um, you know calcium, magnesium, etc. So you can definitely do blood tests in order to get some of these values. Uh, B vitamins are definitely best seen in the urine, so a urinary test is best to have the most accurate markers. Um, so between, you know, a saliva test, a blood test, as well as a urinary test, you will be able to get a lot of information about your body in order to have the best, you know, most, uh, enjoyable pregnancy possible. Uh, so we thank you so much for listening. And if you want any additional information or are interested in setting up a consultation with myself or Dr. Kyle, uh, because you are currently pregnant or looking to get pregnant and just need some support, just know that we are happy to support in any way possible. Dr. Kyle does uh, chiropractic uh, prenatally, but he also does offer consultations for women that are looking for a birth plan, looking for information on nutrition and various other things according to having a healthy pregnancy. So we thank you so much again, and uh, please opt in uh, in order to get some information in the paper-based form about the MTHFR and some of the prenatals that we recommend and some of the brands that we recommend as well. Again, thank you so much. See you next time.